Good morning and welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday for June 18th, 2017. Oyo Kubosa here. So very, very glad you joined us on Father's Day Sunday. It's a time when we remember our fathers and... uh, Sometimes it doesn't get as much attention as Mother's Day, but I think that's warranted, don't you? Triple-digit heat here in the Central Valley. It's a heat wave for um, at least uh, the next week or so. Uh, It's going to hit 110 for a couple of days. They say it's dry heat here, but hot is hot. In my garden... There are some summer vegetables that really like the heat. Eggplant, peppers, and watermelon. Ooh, they really like the heat. Um, I read an interesting thing. I'm always going to the Internet to get tips on gardening tips and so forth. Uh, One thing about said is that don't water them every day. Let them dry out a little bit. Then the roots have to go deeper searching for water and you get healthier plants. Uh, it's not true for, it's not the case for all plants. Some require, you know, even moisture constantly and so forth. But I thought immediately when I read this about pepper plants, I said, well, you know, uh, it's a no-brainer that that, uh, that could be a nice metaphor for uh, the common sayings like, uh, oh, if you have some struggles, it builds your character or one that I don't particularly care for. It says that if something doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. You know, it's a little extreme there, but... And, of course, we don't have to try to uh, experience or, or, or especially not make things harder for others and say, oh, this is for your own good. Okay, that's really bad. But even for oneself... Uh, even though we might do it in hindsight, sort of, you know, trying to make a lesson out of something that we didn't prefer happen. But we don't have to think about those things because life itself is such that we don't always get our way. And um, this is what, this is sort of our richness of life, really, you know, that um, strengthens us and makes us... uh, full of more humility and full of more gratitude. Those are the two virtues that is sort of the the purpose of being human beings. <laughs> well, let me introduce today's guest to give us a Dharma glimpse, Alex uh, from Ohio, and he's part of our current LM10 group that's um, uh, ongoing right now, the study program. So... Let's hear from Alex. Well, thank you, Sensei, and thank you to everyone who decided to tune in today. It's a really a terrific honor and opportunity to be able to give the glimpse today, and I hope you enjoy it. The title is Gardening in the Bodhisattva Vows, and with that, I'll begin. One of my earliest experiences with growing food came when I practiced at a Zen center that had a garden. Uh, In Zen, manual labor is considered an important part of spiritual development, so 
I spent every Saturday cutting grass, pulling weeds, and shoveling horse manure into vegetable beds. Uh, Shovel crap and become a Buddha was the running joke between me and the other students. Um, it was it was difficult at times. It was definitely hard work, but there was a real brutal honesty that I enjoyed about it. If I cared for the plants properly, they would grow and provide food for people. If I didn't, they would die and then have to start over again from scratch. Uh, there was no complexity or intrigue involved in the process. What I put into the vegetable beds was exactly what I took out. No more, no less. It was karma in its purest form. These days, I have a garden in my backyard, and I'm happy to report that the plants are still teaching me lessons about the Dharma. In fact, uh, they've been teaching me about the Bodhisattva vows lately, which go as follows. Sentient beings are numberless. I vow to save them all. Illusions are endless. I vow to cut through them all. The teachings are infinite. I vow to learn them all. And the Buddha way is unobtainable. I vow to obtain it. Now, the first thing any sane person knows is about these vows is that they're impossible. Uh, how are you supposed to save all sentient beings if there's an infinite number of them? How are you supposed to cut through your delusions if they're never-ending? Well, uh, that's a great question, and thankfully my plants had an answer for me. And I found that answer uh, last week while I was out pulling weeds in my garden. Now, if you never had a garden before, you should know that weeding is probably top three, if not two, top two as far as the most important things you have to do. Uh, if you don't do it regularly, the weeds will grow to the point that they crowd out everything you're trying to grow. Um, so it's important that you stay consistent in your weeding. But... Uh, much like the Bodhisattva vows, it's an impossible task. No matter how many weeds you pull, some more will always grow, and they'll keep growing. I can't tell you how many times I've spent hours crawling around in the dirt, pulling out invasive plants only to get up and look around and wonder if I accomplished anything. Or maybe the garden beds were looking really good the night before, but then it rained and Seems like all the weeds came back overnight. Uh, this can be discouraging at times, but I keep doing it because that small amount of time between when I pull the weeds and when they return gives my vegetables time to grow. And eventually, the vegetables become big and strong enough that they start crowding out the weeds. Now, what I realized last week is that the Bodhisattva path works in much the same way. Uh, it's a task we do, much like weeding, that we know is impossible. We'll never truly reach the end, but if we keep pulling the weeds, it gives the vegetables room to grow. In this case, the weeds are the three poisons of greed, anger, and delusion. And the vegetables would be feelings like empathy and compassion. As long as we keep weeding, eventually our own internal compassion grows large enough that it crowds out the darker parts of our nature. But we have to be consistent. Much like gardening, there's a brutal honesty to this that I find appealing. Uh, the world is our garden. And what we put into it is exactly what we get out. 
Every act of kindness, no matter how small, provides space for good things to happen. And each time we help another person, we create an opportunity for their own compassion to grow. It's definitely hard work, and the struggle is never-ending. But a good harvest is guaranteed as long as we never give up. May all sentient beings be saved from suffering. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know, I thought that was a very nice metaphor, pulling weeds and I can attest to the fact, I think all gardeners can't get uh, too perfectionist (laughs) with nature. Um, You have to uh, be be flexible, looser uh, mentally. You can't make your, uh, well, you could try hard, but to make your, your garden so neat and everything all lined up and, you know, things like that. But um, uh, organic things, living things, and that whole ecosystem and everything is a very dynamic environment. And um, I'm always having personally to always, you know, do the best I can and uh, don't get mentally hung up, uh, attached to trying to make the garden Perfect. Well, not even close to perfect, but, you know, in really good shape. Something like that. Um, Orientation. And, indeed, um, you have to enjoy it. Enjoy the process. You know, life is, there's a saying, a lot of these pop psychology sayings have their kernel of good teachings in them. For example, Life is not a problem to be solved. It's a mystery to be lived. Or um, uh, life is a journey, not a destination. That's good. Or my father's, I think it's original to him, but means equals end. Not the usual saying of all the end justifies the means. This is the, too much emphasis on completion and the, and the destination and and the end result. Means equals end is that it's the doing. It's the doing. Huh? You become one with the doing. You forget about it's oh I'm just doing this just so that I could achieve a particular end. And then if you don't reach that end, oh, you failed. <laughs> um, we have a lot to learn about these kind of dichotomies and dualities that we form with our own minds. Okay? And nature is always trying to teach us this. We're slow learners, you know. Uh, and I like the the application that in the Dharma glimpse of, you know, you the doing changes you. The doing changes you. And well, that reminds me of another saying that says, oh, the pursuit of truth will set you free. It doesn't say, you know, 
you don't, you might never get it, catch it, achieve it. The process will change you. Change the nature of the question. Um, so empathy and compassion is a little room to grow because of your spiritual practice, and uh, it does start to crowd out three poisons. I just heard a talk the other day that talked about the three poisons as greed, anger, and instead of ignorance, used the word stupidity so that it spells gas, G-A-S as the acronym. So that's kind of neat. We, you know, with gas is something that's, uh, wow, meaning flatulence, uh, something not considered too too socially polite or correct and if you do it uh, pass gas in the public um, but another way to look at it is that uh, this kind of gas is uh, um, means you're alive so human beings um, we do need to have our ideals our virtues our spiritual goals and practice and so forth. But if we make the mistake to say, oh, I want a perfect garden. I don't want to have any episodes of anger ever or greed or ignorance and stupidity. Oh, (laughs) you choke yourself up for failure there, just like the garden metaphor, you know. And yet, you still need that direction to go in. And I read something that said, yeah, you know, the sun uh, represents light and the teachings. But you don't have to go to the sun. The sun you go to is not the sun to go there to benefit from all the teachings. And the same thing I like to say, oh, like the North Star, you know, uh, a very universal kind of guidance. You don't have to reach it in order to benefit from, hey, this is the direction. I know my directions now and where I want to go. So it'd be silly to say, oh, I, I have to achieve it in an impossible kind of way. Not necessary. Just the doing is it. That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going. Hey, that's good. That's another aspect of the keep going teaching. It doesn't mean, oh, you're going to achieve, you're going to conclude, you're going to put a period on it, and then you could rest. No rest. So therefore, enjoy yourself. Enjoy the journey for what it is, a beautiful day. Thank you.